Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host Lance, here with my other co-host Matt. Today we are brought to you by The Animes Show. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. They are a source of information that you can be up to date on anything and everything anime, and they're a great page. Make sure you give them a follow, just like you would give us a follow. Today, we are going to be covering Season 1 of Mob Psycho 100. And before we get started, we like to introduce our adult beverages of choice. Today, I will be drinking a New Riff Single Barrel and chasing that back with a New Glarus Spotted Cow. What about you, Matt? Today, I'm going to have a Knob Creek Kentucky Straight Bourbon. And then I will also have a Spotted Cow. So, Matt, you want to give us a quick synopsis on this show? Yeah. For Mob Psycho 100 Season 1, it's 12 episodes following along Shigeo, who is also known as Mob. Mob is your typical nobody, he isn't popular, he doesn't get good grades, and he's terrible at sports. He is, however, an esper who has had these psychic abilities since he was a young boy, basically as long as he can remember. In this season, you follow him in an attempt to become popular to get attention from the girl he likes, essentially trying to woo her over with his popularity. He also comes into contact with other espers, and then they will start fighting an evil organization called Claw. Yeah, that's basically all that happens in the in this season. Yeah, that puts everything in a nutshell right there. Yeah, but Lance, you want to give us that Lance's Lessons? Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for con artist, and that is Sagashi, spelt S-A-G-I-S-H-I. And Sagashi is very appropriate for this episode because one of our main characters, Raygun, is definitely a con artist. No, he is not a con artist. Completely realistic. He's spiritual, sorry. (laughs) That's what separates him between the other... telepathics yes he's just spiritual he he does help people just maybe not in the manner in which they think he is yeah this sagashi okay let's let's just jump right into favorite characters (laughs) because i need to go ahead and steal him real quick okay i don't know about you but (laughs) raygun is definitely my favorite character in season one and that's mainly because this dude is just funny at all times like this show i think the okay comedy comes from a little bit of mob and his awkwardness yep but i feel like the heavy lifting definitely comes from reagan yeah and, especially like at the end where he's just the was it the esper drop kick oh <laughs> where, the, where he's like uh cheap shotting everybody at all times and <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah just and it's like don't fight people but you just kicked him yeah they said that under their breath like, <laughs> yeah that was super funny yeah he's super like Every time like they go into that like freeze mode, I'm like, this is one of Raygun's special abilities. And it's just some stupid shit and like yeah, he's pour salt on his fist and then he punches them and knocks them out while they're look not looking and Yep. And then it's um when he's trying to get rid of the one evil spirit and he's like, Wait, not all salts get rid of spirits? Right in the very beginning. <laughs> I think that was the first episode. Yep. Yeah, when yeah, because they were taking care of that ugly faced girl. Yep. Which was also that was Immediately, I knew he was going to be my favorite character right then and there. Because in that very first episode, when that woman wants the this evil spirit taken care of. And he's like, yeah, 
we'll take care of that and maybe they'll cure your ugly face or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, damn, he really went there. And then his, her boyfriend's like, there's not, or she, one of the, either her or her boyfriend was like, there's nothing wrong with her face. It's like, all right, man, whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, he was, he was definitely probably going to be my favorite as well. And then, you know, he, he tries the whole time, except for at the end, saying how he has these powers. And then at the end, he's like, those powers weren't mine. They were all f- stolen from up. Like he gave mm-hmm. them to me. Yeah, he knew. Well, not right away, but he did eventually figure it out. And yep. Yeah, that was that was fun. And he's also like, I don't, I don't want to say like he's got a good heart, but like his teachings, like his morals are morals. Good. There we go. Minus yeah. minus the con artist as <laughs> of him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's he's got some uh, he's got some cognitive dissonance going on where he's just not <laughs> practicing what he preaches all the time. No, he's great person no no problems with them <laughs> and then i guess for me i kind of wanted it to be ritsu but then at the end where he just kind of got all full of himself it's i didn't really appreciate i didn't like that um maybe gota which was the leader of the body improvement club oh yeah I, all his interactions were probably hilarious i, I enjoyed him but he's too much of a side character to really be like, yeah, that's my favorite character. Cause that's like, true. But at the same time, he was kind of my second favorite character. <laughs> and it's because of that. Like, yeah. I don't know if you want to, do you want to claim that as your favorite or, well, I mean, no, I'm not going to claim him as my favorite. I think I'm going to go second favorite with him, but uh, you kind of want, so why, why is he your second favorite? Uh, to me, he was also just as funny and like just the the mindset of just working out like we got leg days today and we all got to work out. And like he's super supportive over Shigeo. Yep. Like dude's passing out all the time and he's just so super nice and uh, supportive and helping him out and bringing him to that room where the telepathy people are. And yep. hey, watch over this guy. He passed out again. Well, they were a technical. They were occupying the body improvement club because you're thinking of the telepathy group. Oh yeah, individuals. I'm, I'm yeah. saying just the crew yep. that was there because I mean that's still that same crew, but you know they just joined the body improvement club just so they have a place to <laughs> to hang out, be yeah. a part of a club. Yeah, right. But I don't know, just his like aggressive supportiveness for body improvement and his crew. Yep. Just wanting to encourage everybody to continue to grow. I mean that's what that's kind of what you need in a workout environment. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then him, he was working out with Ogawara, the guy who gets caught. Onigawara. Onigawara. There we go. And so it's willing to help him out, even though he's a thug Mm -hmm. and he was trying to use mob. I thought that was it was really good. But if I had to pick one person as my favorite, I guess I would go with um, Hanazawa. Which one was Hanazawa? Hanazawa was the guy from the other middle school, the Black Vinegar Middle School. The guy that gets his head, all of his hair chopped off, and then he's wearing the super tall wig for a while. Mm-hmm. The other Asper. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I always refer to him as Teru. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what his nickname is. Oh yeah, what is this? The, this character sheet says Teru Ki is his first name. Hanazawa is his last name. Yep. And, but of course, you know, I read the manga, so they're going to call him Hanazawa for the most part. So that's how I remember him. Talk to them as their, their family name. Yep. So he was, he was probably my favorite person because he had the most arcing of an individual. He had the most character development as an individual. He was also the most, um, like aware of how to interact with people. Mm -hmm. Unlike mob where it's like, he had no idea sarcasm. He had no idea about really anything. And then you've got Teru or uh, Hanazawa, where he knew 
besides being the jackass in the beginning when we first meet him, he knew that, you know, this is how you actually have to interact with people where, you know, they're meeting with the rich guy in the apartment building mm-hmm. and with the awakening club. Yep. And he's just like, I'm introducing us by lifting up mob using his psychic abilities because he knew that the only way this guy was actually going to talk to him was by showing them that they're psychics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he was, he was my favorite character for the yeah. whole thing. And I a hundred percent agree with you on him being the most like character developing character. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> stupid. Um, but yeah, he had the most character development because he was this like hard headed, narrow minded person in the first couple episodes. And then he gets his ass kicked by mob and then he gets in, I mean, he realizes that his powers isn't everything when it comes to like wanting to, you know, control his life or whatever. And then he ends up sharing that information with Mob's brother, Ritsu. Yep. Like, hey, don't use your power like this and stuff like that. And then he ends up being like a leader of sorts in the end for that other shitty group of (laughs) wannabe espers that have the most tiniest, the tiniest little bit of powers that are coming from them. Yeah. I mean, he's willing to, you know, train these technically they are espers weak ones but they it's he's like hey claw is going to come after us we need more people on our side Mm -hmm. and he has the wherewithal to realize that basically that whole interaction isn't going to be a one-time thing right yeah because we we saw at the very end that show the ginger haired looking guy just the kid the son of the what i would assume to be the absolute leader of the claws i would agree as well um, they're definitely coming back for more. And that was what the seventh division that they took out in season one. Yep. So I, I just wonder if they're going to show like one through six in future episodes, or if that was just kind of one of those weird things where like, oh, we're just going to show one random group and like, let's just say it's seven just to show that like, there's lots of other powerful Esper groups out there. Yeah. For, I agree. Just kind of future talk for anybody that doesn't know, Mob Psycho has three seasons. It is concluded, so the third season is the conclusion. Oh, really? Of Mob Psycho. Okay. And I would imagine season two is probably going to be like the buildup. So they're going to get more friends, more Esper friends, and they're going to start fighting Claw. They're probably going to get through most of Claw. And then the third season, they're going to fight. You know, like all the bad guy, like the the top of claw and they're going to defeat claw like if i had to Mm -hmm. imagine that's what's going to happen yeah and i would imagine that to be show's dad the one that was in that vehicle coming back to tokyo yeah but just how show's acting i kind of think his dad doesn't have any abilities oh you think he's kind of just like the supervisor and yeah he's just kind of he's the the rich guy that got everybody together and was able basically was able to be smart enough to gather powerful people Maybe. I mean, Show was calling him a dumbass, so... Yeah, he's kind of being a shithead of a kid. Right. And I feel like that's what... Because Show has these super awesome abilities, to be completely honest, mm-hmm. he can reverse any psychic ability. Like, that's insane. Right, like, they... they they like scoped in on him and they said imagine this black hole but in reverse and he was able to use his power so i wonder if he's going to be like asta from black clover and he's going to be like the anti anti psychic yeah that would be that'd be interesting concept so he's obviously super strong and then he can just kind of teleport which is insane oh yeah that's right okay yeah that's very interesting i forgot about that yeah okay so dude's got some abilities that i want to see more out of Mm -hmm. maybe i can see him being a future favorite character if they really 
flush out what he can do. Yeah, even though he's a super terrible person. <laughs> and because, I mean, he's got a lot of interest in Ritsu, which is Mob's brother. Mm-hmm. I bet you they're the same age. If I had to guess, they're probably the same age. As Ritsu, the younger brother? Yeah. And that's why he has so much interest in him is because he can see this power within Ritsu and they're close in age, kind of like um, Hunter Hunter, where Kilua and Gon, mm-hmm. where yes, Kilua is you know, light years ahead of Gon, but he sees this super strong ability and they're close in age. So he's like kind of instantly gravitates towards somebody his age. Yeah, someone to at least bond with. Yep. So I can I can see that causing some issues as well. Because Ritsu has, you know, the susceptibility of letting power get a hold of him, you could say. Mm-hmm. Where he got that power from Dimple, who helped him awaken himself. And he's like, I don't need you anymore. I can exercise you now. Yeah. I mean, Dimple was there for him to, like, learn how to release more of his power. Yep. And control it. And control it. Yep. Because um, it started out with just, like, accidental powers. And then Dimple was there to you know, be his catalyst to let it out. Yep. And then eventually after enough usage, he just kind of, you know, got the hang of it. Mm-hmm. So it'll be be very interesting to see if something were to happen from that just because of, well, it's, fuck, I'm, I'm drawing a blank <laughs> where I was going with that. <laughs> okay, well, but on the same vein with Dimple possessing and helping, yep. I would like to see in season two Dimple, like, possessing Reagan and... Like unlocking more powers because in the end we got to see Reagan be able to see Dimple. Yep, and inter- actually interact with them. That was pretty cool, right? So I I would like to imagine that if just on face, if he's able to see a spirit, then maybe then maybe he's uh able to have powers awakened in himself. So I think it's just the start of something that we can see more from Reagan. I can see that. It would be really good to see because he's going to be somebody important. Mm -hmm. We know that already. And they can't make him so useless that Mob sees through him no matter how dense Mob is. Right. So it's they're already starting it with his ability to be able to see Dimple, which, again, it's one of those things where it's like, now you've had this ability, so you get the very basics of what this ability adds. Kind of like Dragon Ball Z with Key, where it's like, oh, you now you've seen Key happen, so now you should be able to use Key. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of kind of happens a lot, which no no real problems with, just kind of noticing. Yeah, I'm, I really want to talk about um, Gota. So when I heard him talking... Describe Gota real quick. Gota is the leader of the Body Improvement Club. Oh, yeah. Where he's, Lance, you had already said it, where it's like, hey, we need to, it's time to do some squats. Like, I just thought of Squat-tober. Squat-tober? <laughs> I've never even heard that. Damn. And and just, um, it's like, oh, this month is going to be all squats. That's all we're doing this month. It's just squat after squat. And that's literally all I thought of for uh, the Body Improvement Club was it was Squat-tober. Uh, that's crazy. I could not imagine doing that all month long. Yeah, month of squats. It's insane. Damn. But I mean, <laughs> if you get through it, man, you're going to have... Got some quads of steel going on right oh, there. Yeah. If it's one thing I miss is taking squats seriously for long periods of time and just feeling, I don't know, great about everyday life. Yep. Like yeah. when you're like after, outside the gym, like say you're on your off day and you got a day of rest and then like you just feel stronger, better, just better. Yep. I don't know. 
I don't want to say it in a mean way, but like you, you feel like you're better than others in a way. Cause like <laughs> you just feel like you have this energy and this power. <laughs> I can, I can see that. I kind of miss doing squats twice a week, but that's uh, here nor there. Yeah. I feel you. I mean, I'm, I don't have a squat rack like like not necessarily a, a real cage like system. Yeah, like you do have access to squats, but I'm I'm squatting with dumbbells, so it's not like I can do anything extreme. At this, yep. at this point, I'm just maintaining. Yeah, we gotta we gotta pump them gains up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to get back into it, uh, did you have any characters you didn't like? Ah, oh, that's an interesting question because going through this entire anime, I outside of Raygun, like initially. I really didn't like anybody at all. Okay. And then I had to see more in order to learn to like them. Yep. Um, I, I can definitely see that. Overall, I guess those super newbie tele- telepathics or whatever, okay. uh, the crew that's going to be trained under um, Teru. Okay, the awakened ones. So you yeah, say it. the ones that are trying to get awakened, like they, they were all kind of annoying. <laughs> okay. So maybe collectively, I, I dislike them. Honestly, I thought they they were funny in the sense that, oh, look at these abilities we have. And then, you know, those two brothers can talk to each other through their mind. Yeah. And then you've got... Um, that pyro kid. Yep, the pyro kid where it's like all he can do is essentially what a lighter can do. Mm-hmm. Go. Go, that's his name. Go. Yep. And then uh, Ray. Ray, where she gets 60% of the time. She gets the... <laughs> she has clairvoyance, but then mm-hmm. it's it only works 60% of the time. Right. It's so like, it's not even a true ability. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. You're slightly better than Lucky. Got it. Right. And then Takasho, who... Oh, man. I don't remember. Can he bend spoons? Is he the guy that... Um, oh, the guy with like the slick back hair? Well, it's the slick forward hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say. He's got like the super emo looking hair, but he doesn't quite have it. It's not quite like that. I th- oh, I think he was trying to do that. Like, because I remember what? He was just trying to shove that semi-melted spoon in that lock and try to unlock it. Yep. He uh, he can bend a spoon, but with great difficulty. That's what he can do. Yeah. Yes. So it, it's, they all, cool. Yep. You have abilities, I guess. I guess, yeah. So it's, I can see that. I can see your disappointment in them. Uh, I guess for me, I'd probably have to go with, uh, ask that question, and then I didn't even think about it. (laughs) I can't go mob, because then it's like, oh, wait, you just don't like the show? It's like, yeah. Honestly, can I be the most disappointed in Ritsu? Because I had so much, so much hope for him. And then he just turns into this jackass with power. And then it's like all your brother ever wanted to do was be your friend. Mm-hmm. And you basically told him to go fuck himself when you're like, all I cared about was, or all I, I was just inferior to you. So I was afraid of my inferiority complex. And now that it's gone, I don't care about you. It's like, what a jackass. Yeah. And they tried to make that so like important in that one episode where they're, you know, trying to fight each other. But like, of course, Mob was like, oh, I'm I'm such a good guy, so I can't fight back. But yeah, I mean, I understand where the story was going with Ritsu. Like the only reason he was able to like truly awaken his power was because of what was it like corruption? And well, he it was guilt. It was the guilt for being corrupt and blaming somebody else, and that's why he got his powers. Yeah, cor- oh yeah. Uh, episode seven: the emotions of corrupt and guilt yep. is what awaken Ritsu. That's what I wrote down. So yeah, so yeah, he kind of had to be a complete asshole in order to be like that. And that mindset ran for quite a while. 
Yep. And then when he finally got his powers, he was finally able to, like, you know, do stuff on his own. He no longer had to hold back in front of his brother because the only reason they were trying to explain he was being nice to his brother was because he was afraid of him losing control. Yeah, which, I mean, we know Mob. Mob isn't going to do that to his brother. Right. So it's just kind of like he was the most disappointing. And then I also have this feeling where he's going to get like pseudo brainwashed by show and join his team or something along those lines. Yeah, I can see that. And so I just, I had all this excitement for him. And once we got through the season, I'm like, and something bad's going to happen to him. Like that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's, um, it it was just my expectations for him that caused my disappointment in him as well. Right. So it's, he wasn't a bad character. I just did. I was just like, Oh man, not this. So that, that's really all I had on him. But before we get continue, let's uh, get that break in. And now that we're back from our break, Lance, do you have a favorite moment or fight in this in this season? Yeah, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is going to be what was it? The final episode where. Well, I mean, it started in the second final episode, but really the final episode where Reagan is being transferred power by Mob. Yep. And he's just fucking murking all of the claw. Yep. And then he's just like, with such ease on everything, like all of these badass attacks are being thrown at him and he's just like swatting them away like <laughs> nobody's business. And then at the same time, as he's doing everything nonchalant, he's like giving them lessons at the same time. <laughs> like, here's how you got to be a better person. Don't do that. And. Yeah, when he when he's got the Yusuke, the the Sakurai, the guy with the with the sword, mm-hmm. he's like, "Don't play with plastic swords." Yeah, right. Or, or don't play with swords. I think that's what he said. One of the two. Yeah, and then he snapped it in half like it yeah. was, like it was plastic, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it was a good thing this is plastic or something along those lines. Yeah, he believed it was still plastic. Yeah. Because they definitely made a. They took time to express that. It started out as a plastic sword, and yep. he honed it into an actual sword. Yep. So yep, exactly. But of course, Regan thought it was still plastic because he wasn't affected by the slash. So yeah, that that whole fight was um, hilarious. To be completely honest, because it's uh, Murakai where Regan just kind of like swipes his hand, and then all of his shadow clones disappear. Oh, the duplicating guy. Yep. Yeah, he was an interesting guy. I kind of wish he got a little bit more expressed, but I mean, we can talk about him in a moment, but did yeah. you have a favorite scene? I would probably say my favorite fight would be the one with Mob and Hanazawa. Yep. That was going to, that was my second thing that was in my mind back at the school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you see, I mean, Mob's disdain for fighting. You see kind of everything going on where he finally reaches 100% and they kind of lead up to it. You're like, well, what is 100%? Like, what's up with this percentage in the first couple episodes? And then you see where what Mob Psycho 100 actually means is where he's going 100% and kind of going insane. Yeah, letting like a single emotion completely consume him. And then that's what unlocks his like unlimited power. Which, I mean, is a good thing to think about. It's like you shouldn't let your anger and emotions build up so much that you just kind of go crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Because let's be honest, if he were to just be open and honest with himself, he would be able to use these abilities at all times. Right. Kind of like how uh, Teru would be. Because Teru has got, I mean, he's a super strong Esper. Yep. But at the same time, all of his emotions are considered, you know, normal. Yep. But because he's not holding back anything like that, like... He's basically at his limit all the time. Right. Yeah, Mob isolates himself, and dude's always socially awkward. Yep. Like, at all times. He has no idea how to express, like, any emotion ever. Yeah, he doesn't have that same confidence Hanazawa has. I think confidence is a good word. That's what he's trying to improve. Basically, that's the underlining thing mob is really trying to improve is his self-confidence for things other than his psychic abilities because he believes thanks to reagan that he is not any more special than anybody else just because he has psychic abilities yeah which i also think is a flaw that reagan had because if he would have said hey you know these abilities are great they make you a an, um kind of like a unique individual it doesn't make you more special, but it does make you a um, somebody with a specialty. Like, there is a difference between just being ultimately special, kind of like what Hanazawa thinks, and just having a special ability. Right, yeah, because they were, like, uh, Reagan was trying to explain how everyone has talents that yes. are a little bit better than any or any random person. Yep. And his psychic abilities is just another random talent that he shouldn't like go You take. shouldn't be an asshole with. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah, don't don't pull a teru and try to make yourself a god because <laughs> of it. Yep. Like it's it's okay to be unique, be special, but that doesn't mean you're better than everybody else. Right, yeah. Just be a good person. That's yep. kind of Reagan's underlining thing, is just yeah, just be a good person. And there is it's great. It's a great teaching. He just oh, yeah. did it in the wrong way. Yeah. Per uh Reagan's self personality. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I also want to kind of talk about did you have a favorite like ability? Like one ability? Did you think anything any was better than the other? Because as you can tell all these espers have unique abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, if you just think about like everybody's base ability, everybody was pretty freaking awesome. Yep. Right now, the one that's coming to my mind was that claw member with the fire ability. Okay. I don't know. Me- is his name. the uh, Gawa. Okay. Yeah, that one. Yep. <laughs> Uh, he's the one that had like blondish hair, kind of like pointed backwards, and he had like long black nails, spiky hair, mm-hmm. spiky blonde hair. Yep. Um, I don't know about you, but when I see him, I was instantly thinking of Momotaro from Yu Yu Hakusho <laughs> with the. I can see that. Yep. With the beast form of the phoenix or whatever. Anyway, his firepower was pretty cool. Yep. Dude ignited the entire uh, battlefield and fire. And I think that intense fire, I don't know, I just love firepower. So that's really an attraction for me. But it sounded awesome. And the way he was defeated by Teru, like swapping the, the that force field to yep. make himself engulfed in his own fire in the end. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty creative and cool. That was really clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's coming to my mind right now. I mean, I can go on, but who? <laughs> what would be another uh, favorite ability that you have oh man I, I really like show's ability you know it's just his ability to reverse any and all psychic abilities is what i took it as we don't know for sure right yeah and that's kind of 
where we're at with season one for now. I mean, just so everyone knows, we don't know anything about season two or three. Yep. Yeah, this is the first time either of us have watched this series. So I picked it mainly because, you know, I wanted to, I saw season three was out. Wanted to give it a shot, see what's going on. I see a lot of people really love this show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's go. Let's. Yeah. It's been long enough. Let's just give it a try. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's why I picked this show. And then it, it was, I mean, it was kind of interesting, the concept of the show, everybody having psychic abilities instead of other typical shonen abilities. Right. Like they definitely scratched the surfaces of shonen, but at the same time, they're weird about it. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're unique in their own way. It was, I would probably have to go with shows. I also thought Ishiguro, who was the leader of the seventh division, his ability was really cool. He had gravity. The black orb gravity guy. Yep. Who we all thought was a girl at first, and then he turned out to be some <laughs> crazy looking old man, semi toothed old man. <laughs> What was, that, what was that phrase he kept yelling at the end? I thought that was like... Lance in his handy-dandy notebook. Oh, okay. What? Apparently I didn't write it down. I mean, he does say, I am... But he said it in a high-pitched voice. Is it, I am this great? Even so, why are you not acknowledging it to the world? I am a special being. Treat me like one. I mean, he definitely did say that, but I meant like there was like one word he was screaming in a super high-pitched voice. is like, it was like something like destruction or... Oh... Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about, but I'm drawing a blank on what that word was. Okay, whatever that word was. Like, typically, I don't care for them reusing that, that the like same catchphrase. word. Does this weird catchphrase, and they say it in a weird voice. But the way that this dude was saying it for whatever reason, and I don't know, maybe it's the vibe of the show. <laughs> but, like, I fell for it, and I was laughing every time he said it. And he was just trying to, you know, explode and gravitate everything. Yeah. So I really, I did enjoy his abilities. I like gravity abilities. Oh, it was super cool. I was totally on board with everything about him. Yeah, because it's um like the guy from Plunder. But the only difference is mm. he can't make like a black hole with his abilities. Um, Ishiguro can't. Unlike the other guy who can essentially make a black hole. Wait, the guy from Plunder, Plunder couldn't make a black no, hole? No, he can. Oh, Versus Ishiguro that wouldn't, because a show makes the ability. It's like if this was a real black hole i wouldn't be able to do this oh right because it was engulfed in like psychic ability so of yep. course it wouldn't be able to replicate it yes so that was um that that's kind of what that reminded me of it was i did not see his appearance being the way it was which oh, is no if anything of, i would have imagined a more like beat up gross looking faced woman <laughs> but to show that it was some dude for somewhere whatever reason yeah yeah, definitely threw me off. Yeah. Um, is there any other SCAR members you kind of want to talk about? Because we kind of talked about a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, just to go a little bit more in depth, I mean, let's talk about Yusuke Sakurai. He's the guy who, <laughs> he, he turned a plastic sword into a real sword. He's the guy with yeah, the sword, of, sword of ability. So he turned the, do you think that was a plastic gun that he turned into a real gun then? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I guess if we're going to follow the same lineage deal definitely that was definitely a bb gun a whatever that he what must have turned into some yeah that's the only I, I thing can't i can't say it was of. a badass gun because that gun definitely exploded a little bit more powerful than what a normal gun might have looked yeah that was cool um just to throw in the other fun the funny part with uh with ray gun and like they're trying to talk about their like childhoods or whatever and <laughs> sakurai was like 
oh yeah, I was abandoned and I had to let my hatred grow and that's what gave me my psychic abilities. And Reagan's like, yeah, one day I was sent to school without a lunch and yeah, we're basically, <laughs> we're bros now. Yeah, we're the same. We have the same childhood. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we did not. <laughs> Those are completely opposite extremes. So I thought that was funny. A lot of kids go without lunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a sad truth. Yeah, it's but it was it was supposed to be funny. Yeah, it was definitely funny. It's Reagan bringing things into comedy. So Sakurai was very interesting. I mean, I yeah. guess let's preface real quick. Like none of these dudes are dead, so I wonder if we're going to see more of them in the future. Um, I'm going to go with no because I mean Sakurai gave up. Uh, Murakai gave up. Technically, uh, Miyagawa, who's the uh, fire user. He didn't give up, but he got burned to a crisp. He's not doing nothing. Oh, yeah. I don't expect much out of him. Um, and Matsu, who is the urn uh, sp- evil spirit user. Right. He doesn't have evil spirits. So yeah, the, Dimple I mean, ate them all. Yeah, Dimple <laughs> ate them all. So, I mean, he could come around and, like, try to catch more and grow himself. But he's still he's still going to be super weak, so yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't expect anything out of him anymore. Which, speaking of that, the the poison poison vase or vase. Or poison the, urn. Poison urn, there yep. was. That whole concept. I mean, we've seen that in the past before. I don't remember which anime right now that I'm thinking of, but we've definitely covered. You're thinking of Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, yes, yes. That's yep. where it is. Um, With the... Chinese centipede, I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun concept to think about. You know, it's definitely survival of the fittest at its maximum right there. Like, number one guy's going to come out on top. And then we got to see Dimple coming out on top there. So <laughs> In a funny way where it comes out burping. Burping, yeah, because he, like, <laughs> ate supposedly them ate them all. Yep. <laughs> Not killed them, but ate them. So I would like to imagine that because of that alone, Dimple has become stronger. Yeah, Dimple is strong, but he's going to be around Mob, so it doesn't matter how strong he gets. Right, because he still can't overpower him. No. He couldn't even overpower Ritsu as a beginner awakener. Beginner Esper? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just awakened his ability, so however you want to phrase that. Dimple is an interesting character because they keep making mention that he's this evil spirit, but then they just kind of let him hang around. Yeah, I mean, because at the same time, Dimple himself is also a Sagashi. He's yep. also a con artist. Yep. Because he thinks that, well, in the very beginning, they were explaining that, yeah, if I make Mob think that I'm this good guy, I'm helping him out, I'm giving him good instructions, and then he'll let his guard down, he can take over, and then he'll possess a super powerful body. Which will never happen, obviously. No, definitely not. Dimple's going to be this guy that's going to be like a support character. He's going to be in the background. Like, who's that? Oh, crap. Who's that teddy bear from Bleach? Oh, uh, Cone. Cone, yeah. He, yeah. I, I see him being the Cone character of this anime. Yeah, I can see that as well. It's kind of a lot of similarities going on there. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of similarities. And he's just going to kind of be a, I don't want to say plot filler, but he's just going to kind of help push through certain things. Yeah. I do have high expectations of Dimple in the future. Yep. Kind of like how he helped Ritsu push oh. push forward with his abilities. Yep. Like kind of like with Dragon Ball Z with unlocking potential. Yeah. I kind of expect Dimple to temporarily possess all of these shitty, uh, that shitty crew I could see that. That'd one, be a good idea. Like one by one, so that he can help them. I don't know, gain experience and it, like keep, boost up their levels in some sort, and like let them kind of help them tap in, truly tap into their abilities, right? 
So I would like to see that in a way. You know, that's kind of like why I wanted to just dive into Dimple. Like, I think he's he's just going to be that middle man. He's, he helps the weak get more powerful, and dude always just stays in the middle. And he can never fully get that super powerful body that he's... Because dude wants to be a god, and he's never going to be that god. No, he will never be anything beyond kind of what he is, which I don't really have any issues with. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously he's not strong enough to do anything. I thought his introduction was kind of cool where you know he essentially was a cult leader with lol yep Mm -hmm. yeah i was totally on board with that um it's always fun never mind i'm not gonna go there (laughs) yeah we'll we'll just go with that yes i i completely agree with uh with what you're saying so being i mean being the cult leader he's trying to use his psychic abilities to gain this huge following and that obviously doesn't work Mm -hmm. and i had no problems with that really because you know it's It helped reintroduce what Mob was trying to do, which is gain popularity, kind of grow some self-confidence, because right before this, he joined the Body Improvement Club, Mm -hmm. which I also thought was funny because, you know, the the telepathy club is getting threatened to disband, and the only person they can really get is Mob. And he's like, well... I guess I can join a club, but I'm going to join the telepathy club or the body improvement club. Excuse mm-hmm. me. And it, it's way out in left field. Like what, why the fuck are you trying to join the body improvement club? Yeah. The, the most opposite person that you would imagine joining. Yes. Which brings to the comedy of the show. Yeah. There, there's a lot of kind of one liners kind of way out in left field moments. So that was pretty good. I did enjoy that part. Trying to think. Are we missing? Oh, we got two more Scar members to talk about. I mean, you did kind of bring up Murakai, who was the guy with, that was able to, like, duplicate himself. Yep. We really didn't see much about him. No, I thought it, it was just kind of funny where Reagan's like, what the fuck are you wearing? Like, yeah, what's up with the shoulder pads? What's up with the shit on your head? Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, exactly. It, he was His abilities were kind of cool where he could, it rem- speaking of, you hawk show it uh remind me of um the the saint beast the last saint beast trying so, to suzaku suzaku mm-hmm. yeah yeah it reminded me of suzaku like even the beginning where it's like here's me all right now there's seven of me he yep. had, he there was even seven of him mm-hmm. in the beginning when yep. it first um gets cloned of himself so it's like oh look there's suzaku yeah, exactly. I think I think this anime definitely borrowed a lot of tropes like that. <laughs> yes, but I mean, dude was cool. He just he never got to have a true moment of like badassness. He was always this background guy who just he just got taken care of immediately and got an ethical beat down <laughs> by by Rankin, So that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was his ability was cool though. I did enjoy it. Um, Could have definitely been better. Yep. But the other two we have uh, this character sheet says Suchiya. She's that. Yep. She's the martial artist. Basically, she's the martial artist that can. Harden her body using psychic abilities, I think is what it said. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah, she was able to put her, they didn't call it key in this, but they, yeah, the psychic, they were able, she was able to concentrate her psychic abilities into certain points and she was able to just be a powerhouse. So, yeah, she's powerful. And I really, okay, I guess, uh, one big thing to bring out about about her was the fight scene that she had with Mob, mm-hmm. where Mob was like tearing up. He's like, "Yeah, I was taught to never hit a girl because that makes you less of a less of a person, less essentially. of a person." Yeah, because the lowest of the low. Yeah, exactly. So 
And then she she was like human enough to be like, hey, fight me as a fighter. Don't judge me based on my gender or whatever. Yep. And that was totally cool. And like that kind of like wiped the slate and like, okay, let's let's have a real fight. And like I, I did appreciate that scene. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, she didn't try like playing it off or playing into it where she essentially tries to beat up Mob, even though Mob is willingly not trying to fight her. Right. Like, there's no handicap. Let's just let's just fight because we're going to fight. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I appreciated her for that one. Yeah, and it's you got to see more of Mob, especially in that fight, where it's you see more of his morals coming out, which mm-hmm. he kind of believes everything Reagan tells him right. as 100% factual, and he almost lives by everything Reagan tells him. Yep. So it's I feel like that can be something that might get played off into in the future where it's, you know, it's going to come back to bite him where he's just living by Reagan's teachings, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like run away. Don't use your powers Mm -hmm. against other humans at least. Yep. Right. Yeah. I would like to see that one come to bite him in the butt because of course that's going to add to the drama of the series. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Other than that, we have a couple more scars to talk about. Who's that? That doll, that uh, doll chick that was using the wooden figures. Mukai. Mukai. Yep. She the, was flushed out like super quick. I wanted, I think they could have totally gone more in depth with her. They could have, but I mean, they basically did everything that they could have with her in the short period of time where it's like, you know, she can bring an infinite number of dolls. But the problem is you're going to get to Mob, who really has no qualms against fighting non-living things. That's true. And he can obliterate all these things in an instant. Right. So against Mob, she's useless. She really is. That's true. Maybe we can, like, if she were to come back in the future, like, maybe they can, like, make some super-ass powered doll and just takes control of it and murks whatever's in her way. Yeah, kind of like um, Fire Force, where there's that, um, what what chick was it, where she could connect, she could... um, was it pla- not plasma, but electromag electrification? She she controlled electricity, right? There the was one a- that controlled dolls. Was that her? I don't think anything plasma. She had nothing to do with plasma. No, because that's what. Um, oh man, I've drawn a blank on his name, but the 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 knight and shining the knight, army, yeah, knight, knight and shining armor guy. Yeah. Yes, the knight that was the plasma user. Yep. Uh, but yeah, same situation. Yeah, that same woman who had control of dolls. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Whereas you could, she, if she can create these super powerful dolls that kind of are stronger than anything that the any other psychic users are going to be able to use. Maybe she's got some like anti uh, Esper esque materials. I don't know something mm-hmm. that'd be kind of that'd be interesting, especially as a villain is concerned. Right. So she, they could dive into her a little bit more, but I think this anime is just going to overlook her as just another random ass fake leader. Yep. Don't, I have no expectations. So then after that, we also have, um, speaking of useless people, we have a Takuchi who was the guy that was standing next to Ishiguro and basically he said once he gets serious his face changes and then you see him get one punched into the wall and getting the o face and passing out yeah yeah so that was basically it <laughs> like that's is, all he was he's a hundred percent forgettable yep uh that he is forgettable because lance you forgot about him so yeah we were talking earlier <laughs> i i had 
no ma- I, I like to watch this show and then I like to listen to it at work and both times did it didn't even phase me. Yeah, he was so forgettable. Under five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was completely it. So he he was basically useless. Uh speaking of another useless person was the uh uh Turda, the guy with the air whips that gets defeated by oh, Mob. Ter- Terada. Terada. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, he was the one that infiltrated, uh, t- not Teru, but uh, the rich guy, the one that started the Awakening Club. Yep. Uh, Teru was like, "Don't worry, they're gonna come at us because we've already we made a scene." And then Terada comes there, and he's gonna supposedly try to interrogate everybody and put everybody in their place. And, and then he starts getting like waterboarded and exactly, and <laughs> everything flips 180. And he's the one that's getting his hat, his ass handed to him. But yeah, he had the middle finger whips mm-hmm. going, and then Teru totally copied that, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, yeah, that was really cool. Where he's like, "Oh yeah, I figured out how to do this. Here we go." Yeah, exactly. and then he just takes out all the guards. Yeah, it's just a technique you learn, and you just learn and adapt. Yeah, so Terada, yeah, he had like black and white kind of hair going on, and his beard was the same deal. Yeah, that was weird. He was weird. He's he was funny in the sense that, you know, he got easily taken out. Mm-hmm. He was basically a nobody. He was. When I really came down to it. And um, then the last person we haven't talked about is uh, Muto, which is the guy with the super long face. And he can essentially make you see bad things happen. Right. Yeah. Like he's in, in the in the anime, he was the one that took one of the, tel- the, the one of the brothers. Yep. And one of the brothers refused to say that he was a psychic. He took him off to the side and like fake stabbed him. Fake stabbed like blood was definitely there. Whatever happened, he didn't officially die. So no, I think it was all a part of his vision where he made the other individuals see that there was blood on the knife and that he was screaming and dead. Oh, well, I think I think it was all because well, the anime showed him dragging his bloody body. Yeah, I think it was all a part of his ability, but all part of the vision. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, because. I guess that was a little bit of a confusion, but you have, yeah, like you said, you have to imagine, you have to realize that there's the brotherly bond where visions are being crossed over between the two. Yes. And then he also was the reason why Mob got caught and went psycho at the same time. Right. Because Mob saw everybody dead and bloody. Well, it's just his brother. Oh, sorry. More specifically. Yeah. He saw his brother basically bleeding and dying. And so he went psycho, released his ability. And because he released his ability, show was able to reverse it onto mob. And that's how they got captured. Wait, are you talking about the time when the show, like when Mob transferred his power over? No, nope, before that. Oh, when they got captured, and then yeah, when they got captured before they got captured. That's how Mob got captured was because he got his. Um, basically, he went psycho, went a hundred percent, and he went and attacked Muto, and then was able to kind of deflect the. Or did he? Did um, Mob just pass out because he attacked Muto? who caused him to see the vision. Was that what it was? I think Mob passed out. Okay, okay. Like, like, yeah, he... I think he went 100% and... Attacked the cause of the, basically, distress. Yeah. And then did what he always does after he goes 100% and he just passed out. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense than show... Because I would have been super disappointed... 
because the whole purpose of Mob is that, you know, he's this ultimate most powerful Esper once he reaches 100%. And then show like in the background is able to deflect mob's ability without really even trying like i feel like he they would have made show too strong of a person if he would have that ability without trying right yeah i I think show is more of like a negator slash evader because he had the teleporting thing yep i I, that's why i I referred to him as like the oscar of anti yep yep that would make sense that would make a lot of sense. But yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, Mob definitely beat him on his own on accident. Did he? Like when the dude was trying to show him the visions and then... Oh, I'm not talking about Muto. I'm talking about uh, show. Oh, no, yeah, I don't think show had anything. I think he was just watching everything. Uh, that would make... That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> and before we close out the claws, we, we still have Scarface or... Well, they're Everyone has Scarface. Scar- <laughs> Everyone's a Scarface, but the ones who the the dude who was in the hood and has all the piercings, uh, Megumo Megumo Koyama, the one who has I don't want to call him whips, but like he was able to like he, he got this energy built. He, he whipped was, he whipped energy around his like his arms and stuff. Yeah, it was almost like um, I'm trying to think almost concrete punch kind of things where he could just put it around his arms and then make it super solid. Right. He can concentrate his powers into specific parts of his body. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which mainly his arms and I think his legs. Yeah. So I liked him for that. Like the ability to concentrate your energy into like single, single points was really good. But as you see, when mob just kind of flings them all over the place, Mm -hmm. It's very one-sided. Like, if you're going to straight up fight somebody, super good. But if you're fighting somebody who has telekinesis, you're less than useless. Right, yeah, like physical versus, like, I don't want to call it, not aerial, but, like, something that has more distance. Yep. Um, Distance is usually going to win, as long as nothing penetrates that distance, I guess. Yep. And Megamu does not have that ability. No. I mean, he's super strong. I like him. Yeah, and it was good to see, you know, Mob kind of getting his shit rocked, if you could put it. And when the first meeting in the first meeting in the beginning, yeah, in that alleyway Mm -hmm. and making all those other random gangs like bow down to him. Yeah, because it's that's comical. It was one nice thing for Mob because it's like, hey, you know, these abilities are good, but you need to be a more well well rounded person and. That is how you're going to be able to defeat these bad guys, not just using, like, passively using your abilities. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that kind of concludes all of our scar members here. Yep. Do you have anybody specific you want to talk about? One quick thing that I just want to throw, like, an LOL moment around. Okay. Subomi, the attraction girl, the, the girl he was attracted to. Yep. Um, Like, the two times in the first episode and the final episode of season one. Where Mob was looking at her, and then like she was, she was with two friends at all times, and like yep. one was a potato head, one was like a pepper head. <laughs> like it just showed uh, like these two other people mean absolute shit. So let's just make them look funny, and then let's focus in on who he really likes. So that was kind of funny. Yeah, it's Shigeo only cares about Suboni. That's all he cares about. Right. Everybody else is 
useless. Yeah. So that was that was a comical moment. At, like in episode one, I was like, "Why the hell are you doing this?" But yep. then, as you get to the final episode of the season, you're like, "Okay, well, I, I've appreciated enough of this." We've gotten to know animation. you well enough that it's like, "Okay, yep, yeah, now it makes like, sense." Like the way this animation's going, like, "Okay, I understand why you're doing what you're doing," and now it's funny. Yep. So I thought the final episode where they showed it again. Yep. Then it was absolutely comical. I agree. A couple more random ass characters like the the reporter girl, the tele- telepathy club. I mean, they're basically nobodies at this point, so I'm not worried about them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they bring any more into it. Mm-hmm. They come come a play later on. I feel like the reporter girl is going to, but I don't I don't know too much about the telepathy club except for like comedic points, right? So I know we've been bringing up you know, recommendations and stuff like that. How do you feel about this, this show as a whole? Like, would you recommend this person, this show to people or what do you think? As a whole, um, the way I started this anime and the way I finished this anime, I had completely different, uh, thoughts. Okay. Like when I started this anime, I thought this is, this animation style is like low quality, super shitty kind okay. of deal. Like I thought this was like something you'd find on Adult Swim after midnight. Okay, like some some like, some like one a.m. kind of Adult Swim, right? Like just like that that stupid animation that's just like slapstick funny. Okay. Yep. And then after you know just following it through the its, its entirety. Yep. I did start to appreciate it a little bit more. Okay. I guess ultimately I would give. Season one, maybe a seven out of ten. Just okay. because just because I grew into it. Okay. I, I gave it its chance. Yep. And it went from like Meh. A, a a one or a two. <laughs> and then the story the story was decent. Yep. It continued growing. Um I do have more expectations. Okay. And I want to see those expectations, and that's kind of why I'm gonna give it a higher grade. Okay. So I'm gonna leave it at that. So <laughs> okay. that's that's why like I don't care for this animation. Yep. The animation's whatever. The story's fine, but I am still semi curious on the rest of the story itself. So okay. because of that, I'll give it a seven out of ten. Okay. How do you feel about this? <laughs> um I kind of went meh the whole time. This this really isn't my cup of tea, you could say, where the whole kind of stupid funny, um, like I'll laugh at certain points, but it's not going to draw me in. The Mm -hmm. story was was good. I had no problems with it, but it reminded me a lot of like One Punch Man where it's like you had this good animation and then it went to like something you would draw in high school where it's like, yeah, yeah. I can see you doing well, but what the fuck are you... Like, you do it in five minutes and you call it a day. And that's just not for me. Like, there's too much of it for to captivate me and keep drawing me into the whole series. Um, if you love One Punch Man, you're going to love this show. Like, that's kind of how it is. I honestly didn't care for One Punch Man. I watched about half of the first season of One Punch Man. I'm like, yep, it's... Here it is. This is what it is. <laughs> yep. And... I have no I have no problems with the show. Like if you if you like the show, you think it's great, more power to you, but it's just not for me. And you're always going to find these shows that everybody loves that you're going to be like, eh, "Eh, not really for me." Right. And there's nothing truly wrong with this show. It's just I don't really care for mob, to be completely honest. I I Is it because of that like antisocial person who doesn't know how to like 
be a person. It's kind of a drawback. You can say that where it's like mm-hmm. the whole you're looking the whole time. You want to get to 100% and then he gets to 100% and you're like, yep, there it is. Okay, that's interesting. Like the first it's. Yeah, I mean. It's almost to, a letdown. To pull us back, I mean, I, I guess maybe one of the biggest pullaways from this entire series is when mob goes 100 percent when yep. he goes to that super saiyan state yep and he's just he's there and then it's like like so one of the biggest things is a lot of times i watch these shows when i work out a lot if a show is really good i'll kind of forget that i'm working out exactly yeah it encourages you and time just flies by and yeah i'm in the same boat as you like i'm working out at the same time when i'm watching and, and yeah it, it didn't just didn't do that for me like i'm like oh yep that's happening, and now I'm back to what I'm doing. Like that's that's how it went. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I have no problems with this show. It just wasn't. It it, do, it just didn't do anything for me. And that's for various aspects. I thought it was it was good. I'd probably give it like a five and a half. Like it wasn't a bad show. It just wasn't great. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like when I saw. I I'd seen some people on the internet being like, this is a perfect 10 out of 10. I'm like, all right, I don't see it, but cool. That's, that's what you think. That's you do. You do you, you do you boo. And I'm just going to sit here over here and not. Right. And yeah. So it's right. Like what we've said in the past, like we're Shonen guys. We like that intense action. like gets us emotionally invested, pushes us to that next level. Like if I'm like, what I like to say, if if I'm running on a treadmill and I'm watching this, Yep. And if I can run at a really good speed yep. and then be fully engulfed in what I'm watching yep. and then 100% forget that, like, I'm running. Yep. And then all of a sudden I know five minutes has passed by and, like... You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. This is where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. Like, it it doesn't even have to be shown in Like, uh, Your Lie in April, I got really invested in. It just... There was nothing that got me super drawn in invested into the show right this is definitely one of those shows that you can watch an episode here an episode there yep this isn't something that you need to like oh my god i need to go to the next episode right and like even um so i started watching um dress up darling i started watching sorry uh just because i was like yeah fuck it i need i need something just to watch so i started watching um my dress up darling because i wanted something that was I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Yeah, I'm, I know nothing about that one. And, I mean, I got into it. It's kind of, it's a pervy, funny slice of life. Okay. And I got into it. I understand, you know, what was captivating about it. I, so, all I'm really trying to say is that it doesn't have to be, like, super action-packed for me to get invested. It just needs to have an impact for me to get invested. And I just, I didn't have that impact. And it might have been, like, some of the points where I showed you, Lance, where it was like, did they do this in five minutes or did they do this in an hour? Kind of panels in the drawings where I was like, this is this is what I'm reading right now. And that I think that was just kind of a small deterrent for me. Oh yeah, I mean the quality. Yep. Yeah, you sent me a couple screenshots of the the manga, and yep. the, the quality is so subpar. Yep. But like, I think what truly brings this show into perspective is imagination and comedy. Yeah, I think the, the concept the concept is awesome. It's just not for me. And that's no problems. I have no problems with it, with admitting that it's just, it's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I would, this is a good anime. I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, yep. I, I feel you on that one. It's, it's not my cup of tea as well. 
And yeah. it's definitely not something, it's, it's not even something I would have picked up. I don't know if like we weren't doing this podcast and we're trying to do all these shows and it's like, oh, fuck it. Let's, let's try something different. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't trying something different, I would have never watched this yeah, show. Yeah, good point. If we, yeah, if we weren't doing what we're doing, yeah. I would have watched the first couple episodes and been like, all right, cool. Nope. Cool. Yep. I would have, I would have dropped it within the first, what, what a lot of podcasts, all three, three at the, they give a, a three episode limit. I would have been that person to drop it. Yeah. And I had to push through it. Um, cause like I said, just like the, like one punch man where I'll watch something attack on Titan, which I'm glad I finished. I, watched through attack on titan i think that was more of everybody said it was the best thing that came to anime Mm -hmm. where it kind of was like eh, no i don't think so it was really good i think attack on titan is very good not the best thing i've ever watched but very good right and it's i think that's probably what would have deterred me from continuing mob psycho is that i kept seeing all these people that were like oh my god this show's amazing i'm like yeah it kind of reminds me of like a just like you said some late night adult swim tsunami shows and i just never really got into those yeah kind of like a squibbillies oh no What's the one with Frylock and Meatball? Something Hunger Force. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. So much like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like, I mean, not to go to the extreme where Aqua Teen Hunger Force's animation is like piss poor and it's just really like South Park-esque kind of like things moving or jumping around. Yep. Like, But that's another thing. I didn't yeah. get into South Park. Oh, you're not a South Park fan? I'm not a huge South Park fan. No. I, 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 like guess, I guess I'm a South Park fan because of the comedy. I enjoy some of the comedy, but I can't watch a, an episode as a whole. Oh, no? No, it, oh, it just gets too there. stupid. It and, is, I, I love the stupid, though, so I guess yep. that's where that's where it gets... And I'm not trying to say Mob Psycho is stupid or a like that's how they get through, but it's just like that brand of comedy, that Aqua Teen-esque animation, it's just not for me. Right. It, it's no, whatever. That's totally fine. I mean... Everybody has their own yep. brand of tea, if we're going to stick on this concept. <laughs> yes, brand of tea. I I am only the high-end, high-end tea. That's No. <laughs> I do. I mean, I have stewed my own tea, and it's so much better than, like, off-the-shelf tea. Like, oh, I went to a – there was a place in Washington that I went to that, that sold, like, all these other, like, fresh tea – Man, it was so much better. I will the, say. What was it in? Like one of those uh, those mesh style things, and it was a like a bowl full of tea. No, and then they submerge it into the water. So then- basically, they give you all your tea, like all your tea leaves and all of your basically floral elements together, mm-hmm. and they make you put it in like a coffee press, but yep. in a tea press, and then you make your own tea that way. Okay, so cool. then you extract it the same way like you would coffee but from the tea leaves and everything. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, kind of the same thing. I mean, there's this place in Green Bay called Carvana, which is a... It, same concept, but just... Great, um, great place in Green Bay. Just a... Same concept. We'll mm-hmm. just put it that way. But yeah. in out in Washington instead of here in, in Wisconsin. Right. So And it, it's fresh tea. I, I can drink fresh tea, 
if it's not fresh tea, I'm like, man, this stuff is gross. <laughs> that, that's that's a that's a funny perspective because yeah, I mean, the fresher the better. Yeah, and if you do it right, then it tastes amazing. Yes, and I absolutely loved my fresh tea the way I got it. I mean, like I was just saying, mine was in a a, a mesh of a bowl, okay, and it was submerged and covered, yep. and everything just simmered. Kind oh, of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. same same way where yeah. you you put hot water in it and you mm-hmm. kind of let it stew. And then separate from the the water into your tea. Yeah, it's really it, it's much better that way versus just kind of buying like tea bags and just yeah. dipping dipping your old tea. Yeah, and in <laughs> our way, we're basically putting our pinky up. We're just a little bit more fancy. Fancy. It does add a little bit more quality, and the flavor does it boost drastically. Changes. Yeah, it's. It is much better doing it that way. Yes. I've definitely learned that one. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah, I forgot I forgot where we were going with that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember where, exactly where we're going with everything. Get back on. We're rambling on <laughs> with some random bullshit. Let's just get back to the podcast, and let's just jump into some Matt's Manga Mentions. Nani? All right. So for the Manga Mentions... For anybody that wants to start reading after season one, you can start off on chapter 51. So the first season is 50 chapters. I will say for a 50 chapter anime, there's not a whole lot that's left out or changed, which is kind of everything that you read is everything you're going to get in the season minus... A handful of little things okay. like that. The first couple boss fights that you see, like the quote unquote boss fights that you see, they don't happen in the manga. Like none of them? No. Like Not even that like biker gang? No, I don't think so. So it, with the spirit, with the spirits, the spirit bite, the spirit fights don't happen. So like the first couple, epi- like the first two episodes, I think is what it is. I guess what I'm thinking about is um, the, the biker gang that slipped on the banana and his whole biker gang like died for that stupid ass like Mario Kart yep, reason. Nope, you don't see that. Like none of that even happens? No, it doesn't happen. That whole anymore. tunnel? Yep, that whole thing. The whole thing. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically the beginning is they kind of just start off as mob and then continue on with what's going on in the story like it's kind of a that almost feels sub quest-esque like if you think of it that way that's essentially what it is so you, it's not in the manga oh, i guess i kind of appreciated those all side those side <laughs> quest shit like yep. it kind of adds to the comedy um another thing that happens is dimple straight out talks about in his mind of course taking over mob's body mm-hmm. Unlike in the anime where he's kind of like, hey, work with me, we'll do these things. And then later on, he makes mention of how he tries to take over Mob's body, like he tries to possess him, which in the beginning of that conversation, he's like, hey, do these things and thought bubbles, he's thinking do these things, trust me, so I can take over your body. Not just do these things, trust me, and then eventually I can take over your body. Where, like, it's instant he's talking about taking over his body. Okay. I mean, I I, I see the similarities, but... You, you can infer what Dimple is saying in the anime, or what his intentions are in the anime. Yeah. But he makes mention of his intentions in the manga. Right. Which is just kind of a different concept of the same thing. One thing is Dimple says that the number, so you see, you remember 
after Dimple gets defeated, he's looking at the picture of Mob and this new cult group. And you see the number at the bottom. You see, you you don't, act, there's no actual numbers, but they make mention of a phone number at the bottom. It's in episode like four or five. It's right after Mob beats uh, LOL and dis- oh, okay. disbands it. Yes, that, that brings memories. Like after the cult was destroyed and then they're yep. like, hey, we're looking for this person so yep. they can be our new leader. Call, I thought that call was this just, number. Right. I thought that was just a subtitle. So, no, that's a, there, there wasn't a number per se, but Dimple makes mention that it was his phone number when he was a spirit, when he was a physical being. Oh, like so, it was his phone number. Okay, so that number is directly related <laughs> it to It was Dimple. related to Dimple, Dimple yes. Dimple himself. Okay, yeah, so that's kind of funny. Okay. You see the telepathy group attempting to gain powers. They hike up this mountain where aliens have, quote-unquote, visited and given other people uh, telepathic abilities. Okay. Of course, it's the, the, the head girl reading all these books. Right. Uh, her name is Tome. Tome Kur- Kurata. Kur- Kurata. Kurata. Yes. Uh, so Kurata, she's reading these books and saying, "Hey, this aliens have appeared here. You need to do these certain things in order to bring on aliens." And so then you witness them climbing the mountain to attempt to basically bring aliens to them yeah does no no aliens appear in this show oh i mean <laughs> you can't expect that much so it's just kind of bringing the telepathy club more in focus of the manga nothing happens so it's just kind of a funny little moment uh so mob makes a joke uh to i think it's either ritsu or yeah it's to ritsu about dimple about how saying he's very clingy, where he's not a bad spirit, he's just very clingy. Yeah, uh, just just a little joke when it comes to mob, which is very relevant. I mean, dude hangs around because or uh, Dimple, Dimple because Dimple has a goal in mind to take over someone powerful so that he can become a god. So oh, that's it's why, not that's it's why not he's clingy. Yes, it but it's not Ritsu. It is. Um, Hanazawa that he's talking to because Hanazawa was like, hey, what's going on with that spirit hanging on you? Do I need to eliminate him? He's like, ah, no, he's just clingy. Oh, (laughs) yeah, in the very beginning, yeah. Yeah. I think, ooh, now that kind of rings a little bit of a bell. I think they might have made mention like, oh, yeah, I'm just being haunted by this guy. It makes no difference. Yeah, so in in the manga, they make a joke where he's saying that he's just being clingy instead of being haunted. Okay, okay. Then uh, the pot of happiness does happen in the manga but it's like a almost a like a half chapter you could call it where it'd be like Wait, all right happiness the the poison the pot, pot? of happiness you, no it's the one where like mob quote unquote breaks the pot and now owes these people 500 million or 5 million yen oh those con those, those con other artists. con artists yes. who were wanted uh our boy to break the pot so that they would owe him for for that pot for yep. being broken so yep. yeah it was just a huge con yeah it, it was kind of like a spin-off episode like a filler episode so it wasn't quote unquote filler it was a part of the manga but it was like a a side quest so that does happen but it's like 
All right, and now the book is over. Here's some extra things that I've thought about, and we'll just add it to the manga. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely entertaining. Yes. I mean, we definitely... Like gave Reagan the the thumbs up for being like, hey, if you're gonna con my boy, then I'm gonna fucking con you for. I know how this con works exactly. <laughs> like I'm gonna make you you owe me for hurting my body and emotional damage and physical damage and you like broke my you, you ruined my clothes and now you owe me all this stuff. Like, you oh, wrinkled you wrinkled my shirt. Here's a million yen. Yeah, exactly. So now we're <laughs> even. Go fuck yourself. Yep. And then, so, when Hanazawa goes into space, it's just him, right, in the anime? Yeah, he gets blasted through the clouds, and he's just in by himself. So, in the manga, everyone that's there is in space. Damn, that whole gang? The everyone. Oh, damn! (laughs) So, it's kind of, and he's kind of just like, yeah, he does the same things, but then you see all these little bodies in the background. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I would have liked to see that in the anime. That would have been a little bit more comical. It, I mean, it would have been. So the anime focuses more on Teru, but the yep. manga fucking shoots, shoots everyone up. Yep. And Okay, so that's super funny. Then towards the end, when they're having the... Reagan and Ishigaru are having the fight slash talk, and then all the underlings from Claw, Reagan and Ishigaru are having the fight, and then... Reagan kind of like tells all the underlings from Claw to run away. Well, that doesn't necessarily happen. He just protects all the underlings from getting hurt. Like they don't run away. They're still there the whole time. I mean, they, in the anime, they kind of do that because Reagan's like, all right, everybody run away. Yeah. And then like all the walls and the ceiling collapse and yep. shit happens. Like the underlings just kind of like disappear. Yeah. So that doesn't really happen in the manga. Which, eh, it's kind of whatever. And that whole speech where they kind of are like, oh man, maybe we're being quote-unquote brainwashed into believing what we're believing. That part doesn't really happen. Okay. Uh, not really pertinent, just kind of it is a change from the manga to the anime. And then the other change that happens is that last episode where they're going to look for that demonic possessed slug thing. In the final episode? Yeah, in the final episode, that doesn't happen either. Oh, that's just complete fluff? Yeah, that's complete fluff. Interesting, okay. But the other things happen, like, uh, basically, it ends with um, his brother re-bending the spoon when Mob bends the spoon when he's trying to eat, and then you have uh, Ritsu basically like, here, brother, give me the spoon, Rebends it and gives it back to him. Yep. That happens, but then it continues on with what would be season two. Okay. So, man, and then that's it. That's really all that's left. Okay, so nothing too dramatic. No, nothing drastic um, between the two. Just some kind of beginning and end things that are different. Sure. So, uh, yeah, that's really all I got as far as manga mentions are concerned. Lance, you have anything else you want to bring up? No, I do have some expectations out of season two. Um, supposedly season three was a hit. Yep. So I would, and that honestly is why we decided yep. to cover season one to begin with is because season three was like super hyped up, rave reviews. Everybody loved it. So I guess we'll see. We'll see. So stay tuned for when we eventually do season two and work our way through anime. I mean, we got a million anime to cover, so yeah, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, hopefully. You want to close this out? Yep. 
So that's another episode of the Anime Lounge podcast. Again, make sure you follow the Facebook and Instagram page of The Anime's Show and follow us there because we will be posting some of our content there as well. Give them some likes on everything they're doing because The Anime Show definitely includes a lot of fun anime content. And if you followed us this far, please give our podcast a thumbs up and a follow because that'll help our community grow and that'll make everybody happy until next time we'll see you guys have a good one